I don't love you guys. <laughs> no, that's not right. Yeah. I, I love you too. That just seemed like there goes all the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs>
Austin, having been, uh, tell me again how long you've been connected in student ministry. Yeah, I've been doing it now for seven years. Can't and, believe it. Yeah, man. Um, and, and so in that seven years, I'm sure you've encountered students who uh, have sports or extracurriculars, have those responsibilities, they've made those commitments, and it, it keeps them from uh, showing up on a recurring basis yeah. at the youth ministry gathering. Right. Um you know, and so this is this this can be a challenge, I'm sure. Austin, what are some of the challenges you've encountered as a result of these kids walking through that? Yeah, great question. And I think the biggest challenge is just lack of consistency with being in their lives, um, especially if um, you know they're not there for two weeks and then you happen to miss a week and they're gone again for another two weeks. I've had that happen multiple times and it's frustrating because you start to develop this pattern of um, being in their lives consistently and you know, building, you know, breaking down those walls that we talked about last week so that we can gain a better perspective in their lives of who we are in their lives. And so it's just, it's just tough, man. Um, and so I don't know. What about you? I mean, yeah, for me, I I recognize a point in my life where maybe I start to grow a little bitter towards like sports and extracurricular activities. Um, because it starts impacting on uh, my bread and butter, yep. which is to work with students. Right. You know, and, and so if we're not careful there, that that's something that could become very uh, like a huge rivalry, very contentious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Austin, man, like what if what if there was a way where uh, they wouldn't be pressed up against one another? But maybe there's another way to view this whole thing. Yeah. Is one of the questions that I have. Uh, and so I listened to this uh, great podcast recently, uh, the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast. That's definitely a great resource to check out in addition to this resource. Um, But one of the things that they suggested there is that when you have students who work in extracurriculars or sports and are engaged in those things, um, regardless of how little you get to see them, at the end of the day, it's stuff that you have no control over. Hmm. You have no control over what sports, how often, what extracurriculars you're a part of. You have no control over that kid who's going to sign up for everything. Right, right. Because he's trying to earn some kind of scholarship or beef up his resume for college applications. Sure. Um, you know, and, and so the, the question to really settle on is what, what can we control? What are some things that maybe we can change or step into uh, in, in light of this uh, complication? And so the first thing that maybe I'd throw out there is just this idea of uh, Austin, as youth workers, we need to stop viewing our students as youth group kids versus everybody else. Mm. It, it's like yeah. if we're not careful, we'll we'll step into this spot where we'll start to favor, prioritize, and view in a much better light kids who show up regularly versus kids who who don't. And, and don't get me wrong, sure, like it's awesome that kids come regularly, of course. Um, but if it's now leading us to alienate, exclude, think less of the kids who aren't coming, um, there's a problem there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a problem there. And, and so what does it look like for us to no longer view students as youth group kids versus everyone else is the first thing I'd put out there. The other thing maybe I'd ask us to think about is what if we viewed sports and extracurriculars as mission fields? Because as a matter of fact, that's what they are. Of course. Right? Teammates, uh, co-stars, other bandmates, band members. What do you call them? I don't. I have no idea. Band people. Sure. Band teammates. Band class. I have no musical skills yeah, whatsoever. Same. But um, <laughs> well, e- even in in that space, like 
there's people there who have no clue what the gospel is and they need to hear it. And, and so these students who still call Foundations Church home, that are connected to sports, that are connected to extracurriculars, like in, in one sense, they're an extension of us. Absolutely. They're, they're our missionaries. And so what, it, what would it look like if we started viewing them as that? Because I, I can tell you right now that we have missionaries who call Foundations Church home that are overseas for extended periods of time. And we don't give them a hard time for not gathering with us on a weekly basis. Right. And, and yet we take this posture with them where we want to compliment them and support them as yep. opposed to ridicule or alienate them for not being here consistently. Yep. I think um, I, I love the idea of them being an extension of our youth ministry because we have to remember we only have these kids for three solid years, maybe three and a half because their second semester of senior year, they're – they're already out of here. You know what I mean? They're ready for college. They're ready to move on. And I totally get that. I was the same way when I was in youth group as well. And, and so, um, if we can grab them at the earliest point, freshman year, sophomore year, and encourage them to take partake in these extracurricular activities, whatever it may be, but encourage them and text them on Wednesday nights and say, Hey, I know you're at this event tonight. We're missing you, but I'm so excited that you get to be the light. Yeah, yeah. I, I think just a simple text um, every week. You just grab your five people that you know are not going to be there, that you know are going to be at that extracurricular event, and just encouraging them with scripture, encouraging them with um, how they're the light in this dark place of their school is huge. Yeah, man. That's super, super awesome, super helpful. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about our next merge gathering, as well as we promised to talk about summer camp and providing some details there. So stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, been a great talk so far, and uh, I'm really looking forward to next week, January 15th, for what Ish is going to talk about. But also, I'm really, really excited for what Ish has to say for our summer camp on June 22nd through the 26th. We're actually going out of state, but Ish will kind of go more into that. So Ish, what we got going on for next Wednesday, yeah. the 15th of January, man? Yeah, man. So we're in the middle of this series called The Chase. Uh, and literally, it's the middle. It's a three-week series. We kicked it off last week, focusing on Mary and Martha and talking about performance and the role it plays in following Jesus. So that was week one. Week two, we're going to continue to follow uh, the story of Jesus, and we're going to focus on in Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 31, when Jesus calls one of his disciples, Matthew, a tax collector. And what's real interesting about that situation is that when Jesus calls Matthew, um, the, the Bible just kind of shows us that, that Matthew takes a step forward, that he answers the call. He doesn't step forward with all of this knowledge. He doesn't promise uh, or at least the Bible doesn't record any kind of him saying, uh, man, here's how awesome I'm going to be or anything like that. Literally, Jesus called him. He stepped forward. And later on, there's an opportunity where Matthew's being ridiculed by religious leaders. Right. And Jesus says, no, he's worth standing up for. Jesus actually stands up and defends Matthew, who up to this point had done nothing but taken that small step. Right. And, and, and in that, what we hope will happen is we hope high school students can start to get an idea that uh, though we live in a society that minimizes, ridicules, small steps, that Jesus, in fact, uh, makes a big deal out of them. Jesus, in fact, says, hey, you taking a small step forward is worth me standing up and defending you. Amen. Uh, 
uh, which is which is so great, and, and hopefully this might encourage kids who uh, are on their faith journey to continue to take the tiny steps, the baby steps, because in fact the Lord celebrates the small steps that we take. And so, um, sure, this will be cool yeah. to to see this as a part of this series, the chase, which focuses on uh, what are we running away from as we chase Jesus. And specifically this week, we'll see that chasing Jesus means. Uh, we don't stand still. Yeah. Chasing Jesus says that even the small steps are great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, That's beautiful, man. That's that. awesome. Well, in taking another small step, this is a great kind of segue into what we're going to have fun with for the summer. Summer camp in Glorieta, New Mexico. We're not going north this summer, folks. We're going south. Uh, heading to New Mexico. Love this campus. Love Glorieta. I've been there multiple times. Yeah. Uh, we're actually using Christ and Youth Move, CIY. Um, and uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, man. Then. This is actually like a really sweet marriage. It's the first time that right. uh, Christ and Youth is partnering with Camp Glorieta. Both of these organizations have uh, just tremendous reputations. Glorieta oh for their facilities and Christ and Youth's Move Conference as a as a center, as a leader of creating events for high school students to become kingdom workers. Yep. And so for these two entities to partner together and create one week of a summer camp experience, uh, Austin, it, it actually sold out within 24 hours. Oh, completely agree. And we got in, man. Yes. We got in. Yes. So the sad part is we've only got a limited amount of tickets. Uh, sure. But it's going to be an awesome summer, man. Sure. And so uh, adult leaders, definitely be talking this up to your kids, to your students. Let them know that this is going to be something they really want to be a part of. Um, from a pricing standpoint, it looks like it's going to go uh, a little into the 400s. But we are working on some opportunities to fundraise some of that and offset that cost by up to get this uh, a little over 50% off. Awesome. So Whoa. a kid could actually, yeah, yeah. We'll announce more details later. But a kid okay. could sign up for a $400 week of camp and only have to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 150 bucks. Wow. To be a part of it. So stay tuned. It's Amazing. all coming. Uh, but as Austin said, Glorieta, New Mexico, June 22nd through 26th. So CIY, from my perspective, I actually got to, when I was helping out with Saddleback High School Ministry, for the four years I was there, we used CIY every single summer yeah. camp. And they know how to throw a summer camp really well. Not discriminating against you-ish or, or Kristen <laughs> or, or Walker or Allie, but these guys, this is what they do all year. They just plan yeah. for summer camps, and they do such a great job. And um, the mindset of being a kingdom worker has influenced so many of my dudes that I've discipled in yeah. the past, and they're still – holding on to their kingdom worker cards, yeah. which you guys will find out about when you guys go to the camp. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a year long challenge that you get to do. And it's, it's changed. It's revolutionized multiple churches and communities because of yeah. these cards. And then also I got to experience Glorietta um, and the campus is beautiful. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, the, the uh, conference that I went to um, at Glorietta, it made me fall in love with God's word. It yeah, really, wow. really showed me how to, dive deeper, look at the deeper meaning, and also how to journal properly yeah, um, to just build my relationship with him. So you guys are going to love it. Please, please, please set PTO. I already put PTO in, so yeah. I'm, I'm clear and awesome. ready to go. Awesome. So I'm going. So hope to see you guys there as well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Austin, for sharing that. I, I know I'm looking forward to this myself. Christ and Youth's Move Conference is actually where 
uh, I, I made the decision to pursue youth ministry as a vocation. So wow, uh, amazing! Cool. It, it'll be cool just to kind of step back into those spaces. So, cool, perfect. Uh, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us on week two of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back again next week, and we're going to talk about the one thing you should be most consistent in if you want to thrive in youth ministry. Love it. Um, also, uh, we'll give you some more details on an event that you've received an email over called Leader Connect on January 26th. We'll share some more details about what you can expect at that event and what that'll look like at next week's podcast. So, Perfect. Love you guys.